podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a Rapid Room production. The boys are back for our weekly Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time Zone, God's Time Zone live show on the Locker Room app. If you're listening to this, that means you're listening on the RSS feed. This is a live audio sports talk platform free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's the perfect spot for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news, or just hanging out with us talking about the Cats on Thursdays. Download in the iOS app store, find the Locker Room app, or it will be in the description of this episode, follow me, Scott Wildcat. Be notified when my room goes live. And again, we're going live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time Zone over on Locker Room. And as always, betonline.ag. You got the draft coming around. They got draft props. You want to bet on the Royals? Bet on the Royals. MMA, hockey, everything you want over at betonline.ag. If baseball is your first love, it was their first love to get over there today. BetOnline has the fastest and easiest payouts, and it's the fastest and easiest way to get in on the action. Go over to BetOnline today. All right, as you can see from the title of this episode, we're talking about our all-time favorite Wildcats. I'm going to tweet out the link, although Evan, shout out to Evan. He is the first one to come in the show today drew not far behind him again i'm just kind of uh stalling for time eventually i will get better about this when i am tweeting out the links while i'm talking i don't sound just like a stupid person but uh you know that's life that's life on the armchair app i love it i'm so happy we are doing this all right Got all the links out, and we're going to start bringing folks up on the stage. Uh, We will, again, we'll be talking about our favorite Wildcats of all time uh, once we get everyone up here. And we're going to have some different categories. We're going to have fun with it. Uh, You know, it's going to be a good time. I'm going to kick us off for anyone listening. Our three uh, intro questions is going to be, Favorite all-time K-State football player, favorite all-time K-State basketball player. And you can tell me what you're drinking if you want, but instead I want to hear the reasonings why those people are your favorites. I'm going to kick us off real quick. My all-time favorite football player I think is going to end up being Arthur Brown. Uh, Those two seasons he was at K-State. It was just amazing. I was in school during that time. I had an econ class with Arthur. It was great. All-time favorite basketball player, easy for me, is Jacob Poland. Uh, just what he was able to do, again, it's a little bit of crossover from when I was there. I think he's the greatest K-State basketball, four-year basketball player K-State has ever had. And, uh, yeah, those are my reasons why we're going to invite everyone up to do it. And then, like I said, we'll have our different subcategories. Evan Shanalak, my man, you were the first one in the locker room show today. So we're going to work it off with you. Uh, let me know all-time favorite b- basketball player, all-time, all-time favorite football player, and why they are your favorites. 
That is, unless Evan can't figure out his mic. If he can't figure out his mic, we're going to have to go to Chef. Chef, we're coming to you, man. Well, my favorite all-time football player, I mean, you could go old school here, but, I mean, I really enjoyed watching Ty Zimmerman get to work out on that safety position. Former quarterback at at for the Blue Jays, was a – incredible hard worker all american and it really showed how pivotal he was to our defense when he went down and baylor came in and stomped a mud hole in our ass and ruined our national championship season 2012 um my favorite basketball player i mean i really wasn't super into basketball like before michael beasley I'm I'm gonna say Bees just because he was the most talented. He was a top five NBA draft pick, and I mean he was just the most dominant player that I think we've ever had in his one year stint. I love it. I love it. All right, we're gonna go to Evan. Evan, my man, I, I need I need you to figure out the mic situation. <laughs> Give me your favorites, my friend. All right, uh, for football, um, I don't have a strong connection too much with any particular player, but I'm going to go with Curry Sexton. I always thought he was kind of underrated. Um, And he probably was rated correctly, but having Tyler Lockett in front of him made a lot easier for him. But, uh, yeah, he's my footballer. Uh, For basketball, um, probably a good deal of recency bias, but uh, Barry Brown uh, called him the microwave all throughout college because – Blake Morris turned to me in band and said, uh, he's got instant offense. He's the microwave. Um, and that just stuck with me. Yep. Shout out to Blake. Eventually we're going to have, uh, Android, uh, getting in the game in the locker room game and he'll be able to join. Drew Galloway was the next one in the chat. Young Drew, the recruiting guru. Give me your all time favorite basketball and football player for the cats. Uh, football. I mean, I feel like this one is kind of a cop-out because of, like, how young I was and, like, it kind of coincides with, like, when I first started to become, like, a passionate fan. But Colin Klein, I mean, nothing really needs to be said there. Like, he he was a monster. And then basketball, like, Jacob Pullen is the greatest career of all time at K-State. So kind of also coincides with, like, when I started becoming a passionate fan. So those, those are my two picks. I love it. I think the next one into the chat was Jimmy the Goat. Jimmy recently celebrated a birthday. Everyone uh, wish Jimmy a happy belated birthday in the chat. Jimmy, I think you're the oldest dude in here. Um, what? Who is your all-time favorite football and basketball player? Although I think we've had this conversation. I don't, I don't think you go too far back for these. Yeah, um, I was thinking about it. Leaving, leading up to the week and knowing what your question was this week. Um, basketball is is definitely Jacob Poland just because of the career he had, um, what he was able to accomplish in his four years, what the team did under him. And he was kind of the face of the program as a player. Um, and it was just special to watch him. I mean, there's lots of other good players, but Poland was my favorite basketball. Football, it's hard. I mean, I go back and forth, but Michael Bishop was so special and such a freak when he played and, and really elevated K-State football from 
a pretty good level to elite level and really almost by himself over a two-year span. And there was lots of talented guys. I don't want to disrespect them, but Michael Bishop was the man that really elevated this program to another level, in my opinion. And watching him play was just silly. I mean, I went back and watched the uh, Nebraska game in 98, and he accounted for like 500 yards in that game. It was just ridiculous how dominant he was against a pretty good Nebraska team. So those two. Yeah. When I rewatched the 98 game a couple of years ago, it's almost like there was a foreshadowing to him uh, in his fumbling issues a few weeks later versus a and He he did not like to hold on to the ball, but uh, when he did hold on to the ball, he was was special. Um, We're going to go to Hayes. Hayes, let's hear it. Top uh, all-time favorite basketball and football player, and give me why. Uh, I'll start with basketball. Uh, I'm going to take DJ Johnson. Um, I just loved how he was kind of small for a center, obviously, at 6'9", and I think he has the career field goal percentage record for K-State, and I just loved how he could work around the bucket and uh, get points like whenever he wanted to. And then uh, for football, I'm going to go with DJ Reed. Just realized I picked both DJs, but I just loved how explosive he was and kick return and obviously at corner. And It's just nice to have someone like that that's a real NFL talent here at K-State that doesn't have to make up for, like, speed and everything and being one of the stereotypical, like, deceptive speed guys. He's actually just had the NFL talent. It was just really fun to watch him. Yeah, I loved watching DJ Reed. All right, now we're going to kick it to Chris. Chris, all-time favorite football and basketball player, and let me know why. All right, I think uh, for basketball, I mean, how can you not love uh, Jacob Poland? I think he's almost everyone's favorite. But if I had to go uh, an alternate for Jacob Poland, I'd probably have to be Denny Clemente. I loved him. He had some swagger. Uh, If Jacob Poland wasn't getting the points, then Denny Clemente was going to get him. Um, also love the fact, I think, was it, he punched uh, Brady Morningstar in a K-State KU game. I think he got suspended for like one or two games after that. That was pretty awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed that. So I respected him. Uh, so it was fun to watch him. I guess some other notables loved uh, Dominic Sutton on that same team. It was too bad he couldn't stick around and finish out his career at K-State. And then uh, Jam Sam later on was always fun. Those two guys, I feel like Dominic Sutton and Jam Sam, they could – throw down and get you some massive dunks uh for football uh probably have to go with colin klein um he was he was there when i was in college so that was during my college years my freshman and sophomore year when uh, he took us to the cotton bowl and the fiesta bowl so i think i gotta go with colin klein i love it and then we will land with the co-host the man who cannot stay on twitter Currently on Twitter account number 37, the new dad, Grant. Welcome uh, t- welcome to the locker room. Um, we've had these conversations before. As you sit here right now, who are your all-time favorite football and then basketball? Uh, hoops is easy. It's got to be Jacob Pullen. I mean, he has done so much for the program, and he has so many highlights, and he's the all-time leading scorer. He was so good at a time too when we were you know young and it meant so much to us you know I think we were in high school and you wait freshman freshman at K-State when we saw him as a senior I could be wrong but yeah a great time to be obsessing over a player and then football is so tough there's so many players that I like um but I have an affinity for defensive players so it's probably got to be either Terrence Newman or uh 
Arthur Brown. And, you know, I don't think Arthur Brown's the best linebacker we ever had, but to see what he did to a decent defense, I mean, he elevated that entire defense from one level to another uh, just on his own, and we were there in school for it. So love Arthur Brown. And I will never right. leave Twitter. No matter how many times they cut my head off, I've said it. Two will grow back. Well, I mean, you, you do go back and forth whether or not you're going to retire or not. But, you know, that, that'll be we'll, – we'll get into that this week, and we'll talk more about your Twitter account. I'm going to start with you for this one um, because I think this is also a very fascinating one. Can you go back and remember – it can be football or basketball or both. Who was your first favorite Wildcat? My first favorite football player was – Or basketball, just whichever one you remember first. Okay. Uh, well, basketball, you know, I'm guilty of being pretty pretty ice cold on the program until Huggy came in. Um, we just never – we were never good, so I never watched, and I wasn't much of a basketball fan anyways. Um, so, you know, it kind of jump-started jump my interest. But basketball definitely would be Cartier Martin um, because, again, he was decent enough around the time when the program started to turn around, and he was a – I mean, he was a great player. Um, football – Ironically, it was a player that played before I was even able to really understand or watch the game, and it's Andre Coleman. And that's because of the 1993 highlight tape. Um, I used to watch it on VHS constantly, and he was such a staple in that season. He had so many great highlights, and I, I wanted to be Andre Coleman. I wanted to return punts, and it's got to be him. I love it. We'll we'll go to uh, we'll go to Drew on this one. Another young guy, Drew. You're you're still in college, and I think uh, in put in the chats uh, if if you're in, still in college, uh, what what year you're in college, or if you didn't go to college, just give me your ballpark ages in the chat so I can kind of gauge everyone's age, except for Jimmy. You know, it's not it's not nice to ask uh, old people their age, so uh, Jimmy can have a pass. But, Drew, what was your first – it can be football, it can be basketball, it can be both, just the first guy you remember loving as a K-State fan? Uh, mine is kind of similar towards Grant. Uh, basketball, it's the exact same. My favorite player was Cartier Martin. He was the first player that I can remember, like, watching. We also have the same birthday, so, like, I thought that that was sick when I was a kid. And then uh, for uh, football, I wasn't really old enough to remember him, but, like, my first, like, real K-State memory was Darren Sproles in the 2003 Big 12 championship game. So Darren Sproles was uh, my first, like, kind of favorite football player that I remember. I love it. So Hayes is still in school. Uh, He's only 20, so I hope uh, whenever we ask him what he's drinking, he always – answers legally um Hayes who are the first dudes you remember just falling in love with as a K-State fan so yeah like you said these guys are way younger than anyone you guys mentioned but for football I'm gonna go with Tyson Hartman uh he went to my high school and played quarterback there so it's a bit of a cheat but um I just love watching him play as well and that's where I was spitting your face you fucking pussy (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We, just, we just, I think that's the first time we have ever had just like a drop in random person that, that <laughs> you know, you've made it as a live podcast when you're having random people 
jump in and just attack one of the boneheads. Hayes, you're a great guy. Don't listen to that random dude who hopped up on the stage. You're good. Tyson Hartman must have spent in his cereal or something. <laughs> good old two wise. I, I love it. I love it. Did uh, you have a basketball guy that you first fell in love with? Yeah, I I usually try to fall in love with the lesser known or the just not like the star stars. And right about the time I started paying attention, I'm going to go with Martavius Irving just because uh, mostly just his locker room dances. I mean, those are just so fun to watch. So. I love the tunnel dance. I want to give a shout-out to GoEmob.com. Uh, in their prime, it was during that era, and the gifts from the tunnel dances were amazing. I've recently gone back and found a bunch of them. I've been trying to work them into my uh, Twitter game. I'm sure someone will get mad at me for that. But, uh, you know, Martavius Irving, the, uh, probably one of the original Adora cats. So that's a great shout. We'll go to Jimmy for this one. Jimmy. Who are the first dudes you remember falling in love with as a K-State fan? Good good question. This is a fun one. Um, honestly, the the first one is the first guy I remember, in bas- and it was in basketball because K-State football was terrible in the 80s. But Norris Coleman, the Sarge, is the first K-State player I remember that I can remember listening to or watching um, way back in the mid-80s. Right at the last last year, Hartman first year Kruger, and there's a great. He's a bizarre story. He was like 28 years old, army guy that never went to college, and then ended up at K State. Got in trouble from the NCAA a little bit because people said he 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 got paid or something like that, and he left after his second year um, at K State. But imagine that guy was all first team all Big Eight and would have been on the same team in 88 uh, with Mitch Richmond and Steve Henson and all those guys. That could have been a, a major difference maker. Um, first first player I really was – that was my favorite and still probably one of my top five was Anthony Bean, uh, Juco point guard that played in 93 and 94, Altman's NCAA tournament team. Um, you guys probably don't remember, but at the time, the, the shot clock in college basketball was 45 seconds. In case they would often run 30, 35 seconds of offense and then get Anthony to be in the ball up high, and then he would just go make a play. And they won like seven games in 1993 when they went to the tournament in the last minute. And it was pretty crazy to watch him. Football, my favorite, first favorite guy was definitely Kevin Lockett. He was at school basically the same year as I was at school, and he was – you know, the, one of the first really great players K-State ever had. Um, and just watching him make catches. If you go back and find the YouTube, uh, the YouTube video of the 93 or 94 Colorado game, he made one of the ridiculous, most ridiculous catches I've ever seen. And K-State ended up tying that game, which was kind of ugly and, and sad. But at the same time, we hadn't beat Colorado in years, and they were top 20 program at that point. And uh, – just Kevin Lockett was ridiculous. I mean, his son. 1993. Yeah, 1993, because they beat Oklahoma the week before, I believe, for the first time in 25 years or something like that. So he was a freak, and he was so good, and just someone you d- just didn't see much of at the time. So those, those would be my picks. I love it. So we'll go to the good chef, the good chef. 
first off, don't be hopping on here and spouting off anything too crazy because I had, I had random people texting me and sliding me into my DMs asking what the heck was the good chef on during the conference realignment pod. So try to keep it on the rails. This week. <laughs> I'll keep it together. I had, uh, had, uh, had some run-ins with some nasty stuff that day. I don't know what I was thinking, but, uh, uh, my, my first love, I'd say Darren Howard for football. I mean, just a, a physical freak on the edge. I always wanted to play D line growing up and just 49 on a defensive line and just look nasty all time sack leader. Um, and then basketball, like I, before I got into high school, I just was not interested in basketball, especially college basketball, especially K state basketball. Um, and so I, I just have to say Michael Beasley for that too. Nothing wrong with that. We'll, we'll come. We'll come to Chris. Chris, give me the first guy you remember falling in love football and basketball. Uh, for football, it was definitely Michael Bishop. Um, I was like in kindergarten uh, when uh, we, we were really good at making a push for the Big Twelve championship, and I actually had a chance to meet him when I was in like in kindergarten. So that that's like the first football player I can think of. Uh, he was a goat. Went down to the uh, Alamo Bowl where we lost to Purdue. It was devastating as a young child. Uh, stupid Drew Brees got the best of us that game. But uh, it was a cool trip. Uh, so definitely Michael Bishop. Uh, basketball. Um, I was the kid in grade school that cheered for K-State, even though we were terrible uh, during the Woolridge er- uh, years. But I'd say the first K-State basketball player that I can remember really liking was uh, Jeremiah Massey. And uh, – those were some rough years, but we did get uh, KU uh, in Allen Field House. I think I was like in the fifth grade or something like that when that happened, and I, that was ecstatic because it seemed like that was the first time in my life that we beat KU, or at least first time and that I could remember beating KU, and it seemed like we never beat them. So I think he was on that team along with like Cartier Martin and Clint Stewart. Uh, that was Woolies last year. So, um, so yeah, no, that's my favorite first Wildcats, I guess. Yeah, and I, I was in there, and I, I think that is forever going to be a tough game to beat uh, being in there. I was in seventh grade, I believe. Um, no, or no, it was eighth grade. Eighth grade, and it, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, we're going to come to Evan, uh, good old Evan. All right, give me the first guy you fell in love with, football and basketball. All right, yeah, for uh, both of these, I so I'm kind of young, and I also – didn't really get into sports until late middle school. So for basketball, it was Poland. Um, and then uh, for football, it was Brandon Banks, the return guy. Oh, um, yeah. And, man, that – man, Brandon Banks is a fun – he's an underrated guy. I, if you go back and look at some receiving statistics, I think Brandon Banks is an underrated guy. So that's a good shot. So the next one I, I'm going to do, because this is a fun one, maybe not fun. This, this one, I, I probably shouldn't use fun. I should use fun a little less liberally here because uh, K-State does happen to have quite a lot of transfers that leave. So now I, I want to hear everyone's favorite transfer, a guy who did not finish their career at K-State, went to finish it elsewhere. Um, for me, it's always going to be Daniel Sams. I was always a Sams guy. 
uh, for football. Um, and then I think basketball, I think Dominique Sutton's always going to be a guy who falls under this for me. But I'm going to come right back to Evan um, since you did the last one. Who is – it doesn't have to be football and basketball. It can be one of, one of each, one or the other. What, what's the one guy that you absolutely loved and you were crushed to see finish their college career somewhere else? Um, in basketball, it was probably Nigel Johnson. Um, not sure if that really holds up, but at the time I was pretty sad to see him go, um, despite, uh, all the problems they had that year. Um, football, um, yeah, uh, Isaiah Zuber is probably the guy there. Um, just a couple great memories of him when I was in college, so. Yep, that's a good one. We'll go to the man with the baby in his arms, Grant. Um, this is another one I think you and I have talked about on pod, off pod. But uh, as we're sitting here today, who, who are some of the names that you just were devastated to see leave? Honestly, for you, it, it might be Dejuan Gordon. He was the guy who put you over the edge a few weeks ago. No, but I remember I touched on how I kind of came off the ledge there. It was more of the optics of the scenario surrounding that. More than it was, you know, Dejon Gordon's quality. But um, hoops-wise, probably Marcus Foster because he had such a ridiculously fun freshman season. And, I mean, truth be told, by the time he did leave, um, it was probably for the best, and I was able to realize that, you know, he needs to go. But I was so, so angry at the program and, you know, losing him as a player because I think his ceiling was so high. Um, at K-State, and I think he honestly, if he was there for four years, he would have challenged for that uh, all-time leading scorer with how explosive of a scorer he was. Um, football is really hard for me to think of players that have transferred out. Um, Isaiah Zuber is a good shout. I completely forgot about him. Daniel Sam's always a classic, but if anybody else has any you know, major transfers that have left, it's hard to really think of in the football program. I'm sure we're missing some obvious ones. But if I had to, you know, choose right this second, I'd say, you know, it was sad to see Daniel Sams go because I wanted to see he, – he was, you know, he was here – he was a, like a, a throwback, you know, to our childhood of K-State football where we always had an athletic, you know, running dual-threat quarterback. And to see him be kind of brought into the fold as that and to see how dangerous he was as a running quarterback was really fun. So to have that, you know, potential kind of ripped out from under us – and I think Jake Waters, you know, he was a fine quarterback. But honestly, if we could roll the dice again, I might want to see what Jake or what Daniel Sams could have done. So I'm with you on that one. Are we counting guys getting kicked off as transfers out too? Or yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah we'll come to the chef. Who got kicked off? I would. I mean, for football, for me, just from the hype alone, like when when Snyder was starting to get a little bit his foot back into recruiting, when he got Devontae Derricott, I was <laughs> I almost static. Like, just like, a nasty on. middle linebacker. He got the power cat tattooed on his hand. I'm like, what the hell? This guy is going to be fucking sick. And then he's just like Eastern Kentucky and disappeared. And that was my guy for football. For basketball – I really, I mean, Marcus Foster, I would say, just for getting booted. And, I mean, he was he was kind of the man, but it, it just didn't work out, Bruce being Bruce. 
Well, I, I, I don't think that's Bruce's fault. I think it was Randolph the uh, Iguana's fault for that one. Um, we'll, we'll go to Jimmy. Jimmy, who, who are some transfers or kicked off? Just a guy who did not finish their collegiate career at K-State. Uh, that was one of your favorites, and it sucked to see them leave. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with Grant. Football's harder because we didn't have a lot until recently, probably the last – toward the end of Snyder. Now, I'd say one that was significant was Dominique Keith. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him. Too. Really good player for us for a couple of years and then took off. Good receiver, good returner. And that one was one that hurt. And then he, you know, went to Appalachian State with Here Corey Sutton. They, they got a couple there. of guys from K-State. Corey, Corey Sutton was the other one. Yeah. Corey Sutton was – wasn't he the guy that Snyder forgot his name? Multiple yeah. times, and, yeah. And, yeah, and then and then he uh, <laughs> revealed to the entire world that he had failed drug tests. Yeah, oh, that's true. What about Carlos Strickland? <laughs> that was another guy that Bill yeah. Snyder could not get right, and he was a four star out of Skyline. I swear, I thought he was going to be the fucking man too. Yeah, who was the nope. wide receiver who came to us from Minnesota? He had the one great block oh. and like caught like two passes. He he was from uh, Garden City. Yeah, Smith. Roderick, Braden Roderick, Smith? Yeah. Roderick, Smith. Roderick, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Anyway. All right, and then basketball. Basketball, I mean, Marcus Foster's obvious, but the one that that I, I really liked in the Wooly era that broke my heart was Fred Pete. I mean, mm. Fred Pete, he had this he had this crazy game where he scored like eight points in the last minute in case they came back from six down to beat Wyoming in Casper, Wyoming. And it wasn't on TV. All you could listen to was on the radio. And then something happened with him and Willie at the end of the year, and he ended up transferring out and going to, like, New Mexico State. But that was that was one that I really liked. It's probably the one of my favorites that left in basketball. Definitely. All right, we're going to kick it to our main, main guy, Hayes, and hope we don't have a random drop and just try to cuss out Hayes while he's trying to give some opinions. So I'm gonna go with uh, Angel Rodriguez for basketball. I was gonna. Uh, I was wondering how long it was gonna take someone to bring up Angel because that one was also very devastating. Yeah, I just. I mean, I loved his passing, and I thought he was gonna turn into something major, and then saw him become a pretty important part over at Miami. So that was pretty painful. And yeah, it's really hard to think of football transfers, but Dominique Keith was a great shout out, and I'm gonna go with him. Uh, if my memory serves me right, we have kind of been in lulls of receivers since then. Having him would have been awesome. Definitely. All right, we'll go to Chris, and then we'll end this question with Drew or Grant. I don't know if we've done Grant. Yeah, I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, Dominic Sutton would probably be my uh, favorite one for basketball. Um because he was on that uh, Elite Eight team back in when we beat Xavier. And I think if he would have stayed for a senior year, I think he was going into a senior year. I think if he would have stayed with uh, Jacob Pullen, Curtis Kelly, and him, I think that would, we would have been pretty nasty. We were already pretty good that year afterwards, but I think we could have even been better. So it was sad to see him uh, not finish out at K-State. As far as football, it's tough. I can't really there's – no, there's not really a one that comes to mind where – it was absolutely devastating for me when I heard that they were leaving. Um, so, but if I had to go with one, I would probably I would probably say Zuber. Yeah, because that stink 
that stank. Well, at first it was, we were kind of, I was worried. I was like, oh, because we're going to play in Mississippi State. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to play them. And you never know how that turned out. But luckily we got the better end of the deal when we played them against Mississippi State. So, um, so yeah. I know everybody's thinking Alex Delton, but I'll just say it because, I mean, uh, everybody was scared. Chef, get out of here. Chef, I'm going to ban you. Heart and soul. Oh, boy. Evan getting in on here, too. All right, Drew. Uh, so my basketball one was probably Angel Rodriguez just because, like, I was a kid, and I really loved Angel. And then watching him at Miami hurt, obviously. Uh, football one, like, everybody's kind of said who I was going to say. Corey Sutton is, like, an under-the-radar one that kind of, like, went unnoticed. I kind of had a little bit of a freak out when Will Jones transferred uh, in, like, December. But I've kind of calmed down since then. Dude, Will Jones leaving hurt my soul. I did not like that one. Um, Grant, did we did we come to you on this one, Grant? I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Okay. So no no one's going to say Alan Everidge? That's a little, <laughs> a little surprising. Uh, another, no, hoops, I, another hoops one I'll say that. I feel like pissed me off so much at the time, even though he didn't do a whole lot. He was a freshman, but he had he shoot, showed flashes was Isaiah Maurice. I thought he was going to be a baller, and then he left. What was I the think, one? I think what was Isaiah the one Maurice basketball? Had... Similar Ooh, to Isaiah, similar to Zuber, they both kind of had to leave at that. What was the one basketball player that was like committed to K uh, to Michigan State and like was a a high ranking guy and then sat the bench the entire year? I can't remember what his name was. He ended up leaving too. Um, football? No, in in basketball, it was like around with Isaiah Maurice too. Ron Freeman? No, no. no, I have no idea. There's too many to choose and remember in basketball. To be completely honest. Yeah, we we sure have had a lot of uh, a lot of dudes uh, bounce out in basketball. All right, so the the next one, this is one that I think could get fun, and this is one of my uh, ones that I hold very close to my heart. And it's guys that you love that you don't think gets nearly enough shine. For me, basketball, it has to be Thomas Gibson. And anytime I go to bat for Thomas Gibson. It almost always develops into me throwing shade at DJ Johnson, which is not what I want to do. I just think that the fan base's love for DJ Johnson has always puzzled me when I thought Thomas Gibson was far superior. I loved Thomas Gibson. I loved how he was huffing, puffing, sweating over everything. I, As a free sweater, I identify with him. And then in football, uh, honestly, up until – up until the fall off of uh, Will Howard last year, it legitimately was going to be Skylar Thompson. But I think a lot of folks have come around on that one. So I'll have to think on my football one a little bit longer. Um, we're going to start this one with Drew. We're going to go to Drew first, who is a basketball and a football guy, or just bas- just a couple of basketball. It doesn't matter. Give me one or two guys that you have always loved that you don't think gets enough praise from the fan base. Uh, basketball-wise – just because, like, it coincided with when K-State was starting to go back down and then dipped back up, 
I don't think that Wesley Awandu gets enough credit, especially for how he developed. And I now mean, he's still an NBA player, but like he doesn't get mentioned like in that like top like four or five guys of the Bruce era. And then football, I might rile some stuff up, uh, but I think Josh Freeman deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Oh no, that's a great great shout. Um, and another one, just uh, b- because I- I'm afraid no one else will say it, Cam Stokes. One of my pet peeves and one of my pet projects during the Cam Stokes era was defending him night in, night out. Love, love I was going to, I was going to go to bat for Cam. So okay, no. good. But we'll, we'll come to Andre next. So give me a little bit of Cam love, and then give me a football guy as well. I mean, he he during Barry's freshman season, he was the elite guy before Barry turned it on. Dean wasn't finding his way onto the court like being elite. I mean, he hit the game winner versus Georgia's freshman year, but Cam was literally carrying that class before he got a foot injury. And, I mean, he was overall after the – well, not after. I guess all throughout his career, even with the injuries, he was hella consistent, and people just liked to get on him because he was basically the third wheel to Barry and Dean after their freshman seasons. He could never live up to that potential, I mean, of their standards. But he was still a very, very solid player. All right. Do you got a football guy? Yeah. I mean, my guy, just because he didn't get as much love as I thought he should get, is Justin Tuggle. I mean, he came in as a quarterback, played whatever he could, and got onto the field as a linebacker and made crazy plays during that that run. Uh, at Oklahoma, he made that strip sack. I mean, I just – Loved everything uh, Justin Tuggle did. And a, and a shout-out to Danzel McDaniels, too. Oh, love me some Danzel McDaniel. Oh, Chef is redeeming himself this week. And with the Tuggle. All right, Chef, you're you're back on my good list. We're going to see you. if we can keep the good vibes going with Hayes. We're going to go back to Hayes, and I'm not allowing anyone to ever join the chat when you're talking ever again. I still feel bad about that one. <laughs> um. I'm going to start with football and go with Jesse Ertz. Um, yes, just, yes. This I is what that, I want, people. Thank you. I thought that he was so good, and I know that he got injured so much, but we saw what happened with Joe Hubner, and I think if he was able to stay healthy, we'd think of Jesse Ertz like the second-best quarterback of this decade. I was so confident in him, I had to shave my eyebrow in high school because I made a bet with one of my <laughs> teachers that we'd finish in the top 10 and uh that season was bad um basketball i really i can't think of anyone you already came at my favorite player no 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 no. (laughs) time out dj johnson first off great dude he was a very good basketball player but a great dude and and he deserves he deserves the hype and i think some people would say he's underappreciated i just think that when, when people start saying oh you know how many good post players have we ever had? And I feel like DJ Johnson gets brought up, but Thomas Gibson never does. So I, I, I love D and I've hung out with DJ. I I've gotten <laughs> drunk at a house party with DJ Johnson. He's good friends with my, with my brother. I like DJ Johnson. I just think Thomas Gibson deserves more love. I guess I'll, I guess I'll take us back in time. Kind of like the Skylar Thompson, like he was underappreciated and I'll say, any time before the windmill dunk, it was Cartier Jara. I, I like it. He I like was it. a really important piece of that team, and no one really cared about him. Uh, and then that happened, and now that's probably what people remember more than a lot of the other players. 
All right, we'll go to Jimmy. I'm going to go football-wise, maybe controversial based on some of your favorite transfers, but uh, Jake Waters, I think. going to fight you. He gets unduly bashed for basically one game, the North Dakota State game. Like, he gets blamed completely for losing it. And then our fan base says the only reason he was any good was because of Tyler Lockett. And I, I won't deny that that helped him, but dude had an arm and could throw it into windows and was tough because he was hurt because Snyder insisted on running him all the time like he does did every quarterback. And had two of the – really the two best offenses under Snyder 2.0 were with Jake Waters. The, the climbing year was pretty good, but Waters' two years as quarterback were really good and one of the best passers, in my opinion, ever at K-State. So uh, I think he gets bashed a little bit too much at times, so he's he's my football. Basketball, I'm going to go with my guy, Will Spradling. That's who I was going to say, too. Be- because, you know, he did he – did, he was probably great at nothing, but he was an efficient player – uh, could shoot the ball a little bit. I mean, he's got three of the top 20 offensive ratings, if you follow that stat at all, in the last 20 years So, um, of any season of any player. So Will Spradling did a lot of good things. I think he was underappreciated just because he was had a squeaky voice and was from uh, Shawnee Mission South. So um, those are my two picks. I like it. We'll go to Chris, and then I think Grant will end us up. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm going to have to agree with you uh, on Jake Waters. I'm going to attack you guys on your uh, (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Sam's take. So I think Jake Waters was far superior. I'm going to say far superior, hot take right here, far superior than Daniel Sam's was. Uh, Yeah, and I think definitely the North Dakota State game hurt Jake Waters' uh, legacy. I mean, that game sucked. That that was tough to lose that game. I remember that game, and that was was a – that was a rough night, but um, – And, hey, defense, get a stop. It's not just – Yes, exactly. That was – I mean, they literally had the ball the last eight minutes of the game and couldn't get them off the field. Um, but anyways, uh, but, I, you know, he did come on. It took a while, and I, it did take a while his first year, uh, his junior year at K-State. But do you guys remember the end of that season, uh, he kind of came on. We actually started playing pretty well. Um, towards the end of the year, and then he kind of his senior year took off. The, this the thing I think that hurts him is he didn't have a big win game. I think his opportunity, if we would have beat Auburn, I mean people would have remembered him, and then he would his legacy would have went up. But we lost to Auburn, and then we lost to TCU later that year, and then we lost our bowl game. So he never had that signature win that could have cemented his legacy. And so I guess. So some of the some of the uh, flack that he gets is probably justified a little bit, but I think I really enjoyed watching Jake Waters play because he could sling it, and we passed the ball quite a bit un- under him, and that was fun. I like when we passed the ball. Uh, so Jake Waters, also uh, Jesse Ertz. I think if he would have stayed healthy, he would have been good. Um, and for this year, you know what? I'm I'm a big into Skylar Thompson. I hope Skylar Thompson. Uh, I hope he has a tremendous year. I think. I, I'm 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 high on this year, and I think he's going to try to submit his legacy. And he, you know, you know, I hope it doesn't come back to bite him, play one more year. But I think 
I think he's got it in him. I think he's got a lot of guts. He's not the greatest player, but he's got a lot of guts, and he's a gamer, and I think he might be able to put the team on his back this year. So I'm going to stump for Skyler this year. Um, he's he's my dude, so hopefully that goes out well. Um, I talked enough for football. I can't really think of basketball at this time, so I'm just going to stop right here. All right, Grant. Yo, I don't think that – I just want to say, I don't think Skyler can do really anything coming back this year to hurt his legacy. Just, I mean, considering uh, well, how last year went. Well, um, I, 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 like, I mean, I, I, I like, listen, I, I was on the message boards earlier today, and th- there was a piece talking about how Will Howard had, had made jumps this uh, spring and that the, the difference between the gap between him and Skyler isn't nearly as big as what people had perceived. And there are people just – rushing to dump on Skylar Thompson saying, Oh, that says more about Skylar than it does about Will Howard. So I, I totally disagree with you. I think, I think Skylar Thompson is basically almost at the Bruce Weber level where he could, he could take us to nine, 10 wins this year and he's still going to have his detractors. Well, I don't think that hurts his legacy. I mean, you're, you're being swayed by a couple virgins on the board. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, I mean, what the hell do they expect? What the fuck? Skyler's been literally out an entire offseason with, like, not throwing. I mean, he's not 100% right now. Of course, he's going to look not as good. But anyways, let's get back to the question. Hoops. I'm going with Nino Williams. Um, Ooh, yes. The program was tanking his senior year, and he kept, you know, busting his ass, killing himself for the program until his time was up. He was a really solid post player that was kind of a victim of the time period and the abject failures of the underclassmen and then football i'm going john hubert um i think he's criminally underrated he's second all-time rushing at k-state which is very significant he didn't have you know breakaway speed he was undersized but he was a really tough reliable running back that made a lot of plays for us and he rarely gets mentioned i think because of our other historic running backs and you know other big name offensive players on those teams that kind of outshined him when he was when he was playing, but really like John Hoover. He he was fun. I almost skipped uh, Evan. Evan, I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. Uh, no problem. Um, so yeah, basketball. Mine was going to be Nino Williams as well. Um, and then uh, football. Uh, I was going to just go back to Curry Sexton on that uh, with an honorable mention to Nick Walsh, punter. Yeah, you know what? We had a really good run of punters. Um, and it, who was it? Was it Bloomer? And who, who was rotating this year? It was Bloomer and who else? Zentner. Was it Zentner? Okay. No. Well, I mean, hey, they were funny. I got a question. Let's hear About under, underappreciated players. I do not remember Rock Cartwright at all at K-State. But, I mean, he played in the NFL for like nine, ten seasons. What was he at K-State? Because I don't remember him at all. Fullback. He was a fucking baller. He, he played fullback, but he carried the ball more than, like, Goolsby did. The first Goolsby, not the second Goolsby. Not or, like, enough. you know, we had some full, more traditional fullbacks back in the day. But Cartwright could, could run the ball. and he, But he did play traditional fullback, too. So it was, it was different. Another name I'm going to throw out there, and I think it's – I think it's because uh, I I believe he, he he probably isn't the top running back of all time, but I don't think the gap between him and Darren Sproles is nearly as big as what fans try to make it out to. Daniel Thomas, 
also I think is very underrated by our fan base. And I think it probably has to do with, you know, the two years he played, it wasn't, you know, anything crazy. There was no uh, game program changing wins, but I remember that breakaway run he had to ice the game versus UCLA was amazing. And if you want to talk about a dude who was just worked to the bone, I, to yeah. this day, I think, I think if he would have had like a normal athlete's worth of touches, as a K-State athlete, he might have had a shot at the NFL, but by the time he got to the NFL, he was dead. He was pretty good with the Dolphins, though. But for like, I one mean, year. him, him, and him and Alex Barnes seemed like they had the exact same career to me personally. I mean, they were both dudes that just got beat the hell when they were in Snyder's offense. But Alex, I mean, if he would have got the touches that Daniel got, I mean, he would have. I mean, it would have been crazy. And he should have came back for climbing, but. Uh, I mean, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. So, all right. So, we're about 14 minutes out from uh, the full hour. We might not go the full hour this week because the last question I had for – actually, no, here, here's a rapid-fire one, um, and we'll see it. Well, timeout, Hayes. Do you have a scorching hot take? Do you want to share with the group? I see it in the chat. What do you? What's your scorching hot take? Oh, I wish I did. I was just calling uh, chefs. Um, oh, okay. Alex Barnes to DT comparison a hot take. Oh, I, I thought that I, was I pretty. Eh, I, I, don't know. I mean, I, have... I think I think Alex Barnes got his fair share of opportunities, and he was just kind of good. He got um, a shitload but... of carries. His, I mean, his, I thought he was year. great versus Baylor. He was fucking – he had that breakaway versus Oklahoma that we fucking threw that game away. I mean, it, he was a dude. I mean, he was – I feel like he had like 30 carries KU. a game. <laughs> yeah. He got so many carries. I wanted him to get more carries his freshman year. That's for damn sure because he barely got any touches. And every time he touched the ball I, – I remember there was like one point he was averaging 10, 10 yards per carry after that Baylor game, and he just absolutely tore them to shreds. He was that fucking guy. I mean, he was our he was our offense when we had fucking Alex Delton back there. He was he was the dude. I thought. I mean, that in my opinion, that was more out of necessity than uh, skill. We just didn't have anybody else to do anything. Well, Bill tried damn sure to try to make uh, Charles. Was it Charles Jones and Justin Silman? <laughs> Charles Jones and that, damn Charles Jones and that Wildcat versus Texas. Yeah, he, he tried damn damn sure to try to make that happen. All right, before we do the uh, final end of the show question roundtable, just rapid fire, do you have an all-time favorite K-State athlete who was not men's basketball or football? You can go any of the women's sports, baseball, track and field, whatever uh, we want. We'll go uh, rapid fire. We'll start with Evan. Evan, do you have a favorite non-football or basketball athlete? I'm going to go with Kindred Wiesman uh, for the women's basketball team. It's a great shout, Chef. Uh, Eric, Eric Kendrick, the high jumper. I think he, like, started well, the tradition Eric of high jumper. Eric Kennard. <laughs> it's okay. I think he, he's, he got awarded a gold medal because I think the Russian that beat him got uh, convicted of doping. Uh, Chris, do you have a favorite non-football or basketball player? Uh, Terrence Newman, the track athlete. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'll, I'll go with, uh, yeah, Eric Kennard's up there. And then for women's basketball, uh, uh, Nicole Oldie and Kendra Wecker, Wecker um, were pretty good. 
Great. Uh, Hayes, do you got one? John Holcomb, rec basketball. <laughs> That's great. Jimmy. Kennard uh, and Weck. Drew. Uh, Kennard and Brittany Chambers for uh, women's basketball. Great. Great shot with Chambers. Grant, do you have anyone? Definitely Kennard and Kendra Wecker. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, Peyton Williams a shout. You know, if she – she was very good at both volleyball and basketball. I think that, like, she could have been, like, Olympian good if she dedicated herself to one or the other. And extremely smart. Uh, I've heard multiple interviews with her. She's – I mean, she's, she's awesome. Yes, and she was a Topeka cat. Um, all right, the final one we're just going to go around. Uh, give me your top guy, your favorite uh, player on – the current iteration of the football and basketball teams as we're going into the 2021-2022 season. Um, just give me your favorite guy uh, who's still going. And if you have a favorite soccer player, baseball player, any, just give me one or two of your favorite cats that are still active right now. Um, and, yeah, and then we'll uh, call it a day. We'll start with uh, Evan. Dang. Um Let's see. For basketball, it's probably going to be Selton Miguel. Um, I, I'd love it if he had like a Barry Brown arc where he uh, passes the Nigel, um, kind of like Barry passed Cam. Um, that'd just make the team pretty incredible. Um, for uh, football, it's got to be Deuce Vaughn. I love it. So I, I won't, I won't say who it was, but at six twenty, I got a DM from someone saying that the tea leaves are reading very high for Selton Miguel internal expectations are through the roof for him. So you might have your wish. Um, chef first off grant is holding his baby. Can you uh, chill it with the F word? Sorry. Those babies can't even hear. Trust me. I know. Um, I'm just trying to do you a favor, man. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go Davion Bradford. Um, and then for football, this team's going to be crazy. I don't know. Um, give me, give me sky. There you go. We'll go with Chris. Um, for basketball, I think I'll go with, uh, Bradford. I think it's, it's nice to have a solid big man again. Um, and I was, I was pretty impressed with what he was able to do as a freshman. So as long as he keeps developing and improving, I think he's got a good chance at being a a really good basketball player for us. Uh, Football, someone that I'm interested in this year. uh, He'll be new, uh, the new tight end, uh, Imater Bebe. I think he could be be huge this year. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, I saw his brother was interviewed on the Good Morning, the Good Morning Football Show on NFL Network, and he's apparently going to get drafted early, like either first or second round. So, if he's anything like his brother, uh, hopefully he'll do something for us, and maybe having a solid tight end um, will help out the offense. Definitely. All right, we'll go to Drew. Uh, let's see, football. I have like a ton, just because like different interviews and like interactions that I've had. So like, I guess I'll go T and Malik. They always provide really good quotes and I've hung out with T a couple times and T is a funny guy. And then uh basketball, 
it's just another guy that I've like met like off the court, uh, and I've seen him out a few times, and he is really funny. Is uh, Nigel? You know what? I, maybe this is shame on me, but I, Nigel didn't strike me as uh, the funny guy. Oh, he he's hilarious. Uh, one there was a one night a couple weeks ago where he was out. And I saw him, and I had talked to him a little bit before and told one of my roommates to go up to him. And I told Nigel to say that he wasn't, like, Nigel. And, like, my friend was so mad. But, like, it, it, it was 100% Nigel. And he and he went along with it. It was awesome. That was when Drew went on his bender the other, the other week. Uh, that that wasn't even like alcohol that made me go home early. It was actually the vaccine. <laughs> Everyone get vaccinated. Hey, we'll come. We'll come to you. Uh, for football, I'm gonna go with Echo Boydo. Uh, I can't remember if it was you guys or the sports site that must not be named, but wasn't giving him much respect. And um, I just think that he's awesome and. I still think he's our number one corner, even with those transfers. Uh, I think people just don't know how good he is because he doesn't get the ball thrown to him because no one's ever open. Um, and then for basketball, they took away both my favorites and the Gordons. So I'm going to go with Selton Miguel because I just love anybody that puts out all the effort on the defensive. Yep. Uh, Grant, Grant said in the chat, but that definitely was not us. We have been big Echo guys from day one. We're going to go with Grant, and we're going to end with Jimmy because uh, Jimmy's my favorite. I'm going with Nigel Pack and Davey Bradford. Love both those guys. I think the sky is the limit for both of them. Football, it's got to be Deuce Vaughn. He was like the sole reason that everything was so enjoyable last year, even when it wasn't. He's such a good player. And um, honorable mention to Duke, our boy Kel- uh, Khalid Duke. And uh, I'm out. Nice to talk to yep. you, buddy. Peace in the Middle East. All right, that was Grant. And then, Jimmy, you're the last, but definitely not least. Um, basketball, i got to go with Nigel Pack, and I think he's got a chance to be one of the all-time leading scorers, best shooters. Uh, I really think he's got that kind of talent, even though he's not very big. And then Deuce Vaughn in football is obviously another small guy that was special and can only get better as they figure out how to use him more and how – if other guys are better, like um, receiver-wise and and Imabad, Bebe at tight end, I mean, if you get more pieces that can open up the field for Deuce Vaughn, he's only going to make more big plays for us. And he was really good at it already last year on a pretty mediocre offense. So Pack and Vaughn are the guys. I love it. I love it. I'm just going to give a uh, shout-out to Skylar Thompson, Jack Stanine, TJ Smith and Davey Dunks over on the basketball team. All right, guys, this is all we had for this week. I had a lot of fun. Um, Still haven't landed on what we're going to chat about next week. It might just be a grab bag of random stuff that has uh, come out in the K-State world the last few years or last few weeks. Uh, Chris Kleiman talking about how much uh, he's going to hold back scholarship-wise for transfers uh, no alcohol in the stadiums, re-entry coming back. There's a handful of fun little quotes that have come out over the last few weeks, and who knows what's going to happen over the next seven days. But we're going to have fun uh, right here on Locker Room every Thursday at 7 p.m. 
Uh, we love you guys, except for that random dude who came in to verbally assault Hayes while he was giving his awesome takes. That guy's banned from the show forever. Um, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, fuck uh, that. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, Flando didn't show. Flando keeps talking about how he's going to show up in the locker, and Flando didn't show up. So, hey, uh, Flando every- and I were talking like an hour ago. Oh, I should have told him. Flando. Frickin' Flando. Uh, you know what? Actually, you know what? Everyone who listens to this, what's Grant Flanders' uh, Twitter handle? We're going to put him in the doghouse. Uh, it's just Grant Flanders. No, no spaces, just Grant Flanders. Everyone tweet a gif of a uh, baby fox at Grant Flanders if you listen to it this long. Everyone who is on the pod, don't tweet at him until tomorrow morning. Tweet a baby fox at him tomorrow morning when you think of it on your Friday. Uh, we'll see if he figures out what's going on. But, yeah, we love you guys. Guys, I, I can't express how much fun I have on uh, the locker room. Uh, you know, Drew, Jimmy, Hayes, Chris, Andre, Evan, Grant was in here. We've had a handful of people in the chat who didn't come up to speak. Uh, you know, I have a lot of fun with you guys. I hope you guys have fun hanging out on these Thursday evenings. And uh, we're rocking. We're doing this every single Thursday until the end of the year. So uh, keep coming back. and We're going to keep having fun. And uh, we're going to – we'll let Hayes. Hayes, any final words, and then you can sign us off. Uh, can I bring it back to Skylar Thompson real quick? Yeah. I th- yeah. I th- Give us Skylar. I think that next year he's kind of just going to be Skylar. I think he's going to be better. But um, – for a certain percentage of the fan base, he's not going to be good enough, and we're going to be having the same conversation in a year of uh, whether he was underrated or not. I I like that prediction. Uh, I love it. Uh, and then uh, give us any final sign-off. Have a good night. <laughs> there you go. We'll see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.